on the viewpoint. Good evening again. We are back. We are live. It's December 3, 2020, and somebody who's fast becoming an institution just as well is on the other side of the mic because we know how he tends to take over if we give him the platform and the seat. CEO Nelson Mandela Foundation, Mr. Selo Hatang. Sir, good evening. Thanks for joining us. Good evening. Thank you very much. And uh, I, I now hear why you decided that I shouldn't be close to the studio. <laughs> Let's talk about real things. I'm not even going to indulge that because I know you will get carried away. The bonds that bind us, remembering Madiba in a time of global fracture. Couldn't be more relevant, could it? Yeah, that's, the, that's what we thought we should focus on at the moment. Uh, the, the world finds itself, find itself at the moment so fractured. And the fractures are, are found in the form of how we've become so nationalistic. Uh, borders matter more than people. Um, the suffering of people doesn't matter for as long as we can then secure national interest. And... Um, and that we 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 convening this at a time when uh, even something as life giving as a vaccine is then used um, for national interest. What's our interest? Can we pay for it? And how many citizens can afford it, etc. And uh, you don't really get the uh, international equity. And that's why these fractures need to be looked into. And uh, that's why we thought um, at a time that uh, many have lost their loved ones in the process of uh, just trying to survive um, it's time that we look at the how fractured our nations are how fractured our continent continents are how fractured our neighborhoods are and uh, how do we build solidarity you speak about fracture and perhaps it is good that we can speak about it only now we know we are not speculating when we talk about the inherent inequalities that this country and the world for the longest time has experienced. It took for a global pandemic for at least this generation to truly understand the fissures of society and how all of us can be vulnerable to bloody COVID for goodness sake, an invisible thing. But what it has done, it has in many respects created equality. Anybody can get it. But even then, it has further entrenched inequality because now we know how much money really can buy you, how much privilege can allow you to escape something which isn't as non-discriminatory as the pandemic is. So when we speak about global fractures, this is as good a time to reboot any system that needs the kind of attention that for the longest time attention has required. You know, you and I have had this conversation many times before about how um, inequality is uh, one of the most similar um, pandemics that we have uh, that le- then leads to poverty. And uh, and even uh, an equalizer such as uh, a pandemic uh, such as COVID um, tends to then prove that even an equalizer like that doesn't break the back of inequality. In other words, you have a situation where um, at a time like this, everybody, anyone can get it whether you are a former president of uh, of France um, to a, 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 an older person who is uh, on the continent of Africa, you, you can still get it. And uh, yet it's those who still have access to resources who can then try fight it off ahead of everybody else. And, uh, and it, it pains me to think that uh, at, at the moment when we should now be thinking how do we always factor in international equity? We then always think 
what's our interest first? And and that's why your question is so important about how um, an equalizer doesn't uh, always, it's not always an equalizer, mm. is it? Because uh, even when you think at a moment like this, we will pause and say, here's a moment for us to rethink the global structures of power, mm-hmm. of economic uh, distribution. We then entrench them in some instances. And on Saturday, it will be seven years since President Zuma announced that the nation had lost a father following the passing of Dada Madiba. Now that we're going to be remembering him, what perhaps he might be saying or offering as wisdom in the wake of such global fracture. Of course, his voice will not be around, but there are voices who will speak to that as we have this memorial, if I may be calling it that. Speak to us then about the speakers and what wealth of experience and perspectives they will offer so as to get the true content, if you will, in this conversation. No, uh, the when we were conceptualizing this, we we thought of people who are um, on the continent who can speak from the perspective of uh, how the continent can do better. How do we deal with issues of oppression in our own countries? How do we deal with issues of xenophobia? How do we deal with nationalism, but uh, the, the toxic nationalism, in other words? Um, not just identifying with the flag, but actually identifying with the flag to the exclusion of others. And we thought of uh, people who could speak to this. We thought of uh, Memonica Gingos, uh, who is the first lady of uh, Namibia, a lawyer and a successful business person herself. And uh, and she she has uh, done incredible work as a thought leader in terms of reducing inequality. And I think... Um, once we came to that conclusion, we thought, here's someone who will bring worlds of experience from her own uh, vantage point of being a business person, not just also the first lady of Namibia. The second person is uh, an author, um, an activist, uh, a, a film writer, uh, the Metiti Dangaramba. And, um, and uh, most of us read her books um, at university. And today we we proud that we could host her so that she can then um, tell us how the continent can do better in terms of human rights protection and defense. You know, it, it, one of the sad things about uh, what the pandemic has also done is uh, uh, to show that even internal strife, politicians would use a moment like that mm. to, to, to perpetuate repression. And that's what uh, you have, for example, in Zimbabwe where a good person such as Hopewell uh, could just be um, put in iron chains and uh, um, and, and uh, have to suffer because he has called out uh, for corruption to be dealt with and for state uh, uh, for the state to look after its people. The third person mm. needs no introduction. It's uh, Megra Samashel. And uh, she will again be speaking from the... Uh, as, as uh, not only the widow of Madiba, but also someone who um, has uh, is an activist herself for human rights, continues to advocate for the rights of others, and that's why we thought these three will will bring a wealth of experience around the world. Let's talk about the event details, particularly as we sign off, before we talk about something which probably should interest you more than anybody else, the fun walk, or is it even called that, that will be taking place on even date? 
Yes, so um, the event will be on uh, on the 5th of December, and uh, we would like you to please um, visit our website, nelsonmandela.org, for you to be able to register or follow it on our platform. So we will put it on uh, our social media uh, platforms so that you are able to then uh, follow it uh, fully. One of the things that we are keen to also do uh, in the Mabeka is uh, to ensure that uh, people at least have access to um, the, the the medium that we'll be using to say uh, the, here is a, 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 the program is such that it's easy to access and for people to then have. Speaking of uh, the, the 5th and the 6th is the, uh, the Mandela Walk and Run. And, uh, and knowing that you are going to be climbing Kilimanjaro um, with us next year, um, this is another opportunity for you to be able to be training for that, uh, that you can walk for um, uh, 21 kilometers or run for 21 kilometers, um, just so that you can then get uh, yourself back in. Uh, I'm not suggesting that you're not uh, in shape, but to get yourself fully shaped for for Kilimanjaro. So we, we are um, asking people to uh, go to our website, mandelawalkandrun.com, and from there you can register for the walk. And as you register, you will see that um, you, know, you can do it from anywhere. You don't have to go to Pretoria. As we always converged in Pretoria, we're saying no converging because of uh, the virus. You can do it from your home. Take your family along. Walk. We've got a, an agreement with uh, takealot.com that you can also get merchandise from there that you can wear uh, both on Saturday and Sunday. I'm happy to also report that uh, this uh, this year it, uh, it's actually more international than ever before. We've got the UK, Canada, Mozambique, Zambia, um, uh, Zambian people also who have registered um, to participate in the walk. So it's no longer just the South African do. It's actually an international do. Mandela Walk and Run, one word, dot com. That's where you'll find all the details. Alternatively, just go to the Nelson Mandela Foundation's website and just follow the links there. Mr. Selo Hatang, CEO of the Nelson Mandela Foundation. Sir, thank you so much for your time. Did you have to tell thank the listeners right. that I'm climbing the mountain next year? Why did you blow my cover? I thought I was just going to be so suspicious oh. about things. I apologize, but uh, I know how, how confident you are that you will do it next year. So looking forward to working with you. No doubt time. about that. Thank you very much, sir. We do appreciate <laughs> that. You. Yeah, I'll get you for this. Ms. Tsitsi Dangaremba, <laughs> the First Lady of Namibia, Ms. Monica Gangos, as well as the former First Lady, both of Mozambique and South Africa, who needs indeed no introduction, Meg Russell Michelle. Those are the speakers. This happening between 17 hours 30 and 19 hours, Saturday, 5 December 2020. Events nelsonmandela.org for more on that. After the break, we talk about something quite sobering, mental illness, disability in the workplace, and the stigma that it is. Professor Christoffel Hrobler is on the line after this.